You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. Hello and welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Shatrice. Hey, y'all. My name's Louise, and I just got new Crocs today. Ooh, what color? Pink. Let me lift up my leg and show you. <laughs> I was like, you. you're going to lift your leg. Yep. Well, it, it looks white. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. And now they're talking into the mic. Okay. Yep. Yes. <laughs> they looked white with the light, but I could tell since you told me. Oh, I could have also just taken them off my foot. Hold on. You could have, but I appreciated the show of your entire leg. Thank you. Those are very cute. Be sure to keep them clean. <laughs> I know. I was like, how do I keep them clean? No what idea. Is, what's so funny is I almost like called you because the original ones I bought were too small for me. And I was like, wait, but Shatrice loaned me Crocs when I was at her house. Oh, yeah. What, what size, size are those? those? Well, these are 11. And I was like, wonder what size Shatrice had because those fit really well. And these, so I have a fat foot and a wide foot. So I'm like, I don't know if I need a bigger, I don't think I need a bigger size. I think I need a wider size and you know. Oh, okay. But anyway, what have you been up to? Tell us, tell us, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, but I guess we did see each other last week. <laughs> right, I was like, we just feels- recorded last week. Okay, it just feels like. Yeah, what have I been up to? I mean, you know, like I said, I think last week, August is just a busy time for both of us. Um, yes. And really since last week, Nothing special. The Saturday woke up, thank God, as I always say, and yes, did Dunkin' Donuts, did some Walmart shopping. Your free coffee? Um, my free coffee for a year. Um, I didn't know. Did you know this mag- magnetic curtain rods were a thing? Say more. Like, as long as you have like a steel frame, you can just magnetic curtain rods. Like, you don't need huh. to. Yeah. So those little, you don't need. Oh my gosh. Cause I hate hanging curtain curtain yes what is it? shower curtain curtains. runs yes yes oh wait, wait. yeah are you talking about for a bathroom or for like a like window, a window. so oh. i guess for a window but i guess you could use them in a bathroom too but these ones these ones the magnetic oh, strips nice. face into like a door into a window frame as opposed to like push out on the sides right they, they mm-hmm. go in as opposed to the sides oh, I see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's kind of what i've been doing but this week we are just busy 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 at work because i know y'all are too um mm-hmm. and it's just been it's been a journey and a time Ooh, um yes, i've been journey. mostly sleeping a lot so that has been really good <laughs> and good i will you. say oh my gosh i meant to so i meant to tell you this i really love our new change in production schedule on sunday i cooked three meals from yeah. like two two to eight, I was like cooking. My feet hurt, yeah. but I was like, I felt so <laughs> much better sleeping on Sunday because yeah. according to cuties, if you don't know, my Sundays are really jam-packed because it's like before this past before this past weekend, it was Sunday mornings, grocery shop, then um, you know, shower, podcast edit. But like editing a podcast, I don't know if this happens to you when listening, I get distracted too easily. So I'm like, <laughs> I've been going for 30 minutes. Now time to spend like 30 minutes on YouTube. Oh, there's just like oh no, I just I get no. I can't I, I can't do it. Through. Oh, I can't I power, power through. through. <laughs> I get I get I just get too distracted. And so <laughs> what you said then end up happening is I wouldn't finish the podcast editing till like six on Sunday. But by mm-hmm. then that's like three hours to cook food, which food takes a long time to cook. I don't yes, know if you've realized does. that. Oh, so, 100%. So I really have 
appreciated the shift in our production schedule. So thank you to your flexibility because I just feel better, even though my weekend is more packed. Right. But it just felt it felt I felt good going to bed. I was like, I feel accomplished and less stressed. And that's really good. And I I was like, damn it. I want to kick myself. I was like, I just told Louise that like literally (laughs) this whole time you could have been editing from you could have been pulling my edits earlier, like on Saturdays, yeah. because I'm usually done with them on Friday. And it would, and literally this week, I was like, "Fuck, I haven't done anything." It's a Saturday morning. No, now, it I worked will, out well. <laughs> I will say, so sometimes I do have to. Sometimes when I'm editing, I just take, I end up taking a nap because I get tired. Well, that's and see, that's yes, yeah. I was like, well, and so that, I that's... couldn't make it through the whole thing. <laughs> It just took forever. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the thing where people don't realize is we often have what 30 to 45 minutes of content, probably 30. I would say 45 is a stretch, but at least 30 minutes of content that just doesn't make it. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of the times um, to try to get to like somewhere between like an hour five and hour 15 um, just for loading or uploading purposes and and maximum something or another. So it's (laughs) a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome, cuties. Who knows if this will make it in, but we only leave <laughs> in the best shit for y'all. The best that shit. Is, we want to make sure your ears are constantly perked for this entire 60 to 75 minutes. So, yes. Um, as for me, what have I been up to similar to you? Very similar. Like, like the, the school year, the academic year, has it has started. It hasn't literally started, but like that pre-fall, yeah. pre-semester feeling that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to has completely started. And so my days are like jam-packed back to back. Like there's not like a moment where I'm like, oh, like I've done everything I need to do. It's like, nope, there's like 10 emails that I'm just going to have to get to later. And so, um, and I think I was probably seeing this last week too. And it, again, it's just kind of revving up, which I don't hate that. Honestly, I'm like, it makes me feel productive. I'm like, this is how a day goes by. So there's that work. So life has really been um, good. I will say like, and, and perhaps it's helpful sometimes to be a little busier at work because I will definitely say like over the summer, it's like, light work is light like it just is um and so I'm like on the apps I'm on the phone like I'm 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 much more available like I was much more available to people in the summer whereas now like someone texts me at like eight o'clock this morning I didn't even get back to them till 2 p.m because like I like I didn't there wasn't a moment for me to just like sit down talk via text whatever and so I'm like ooh, you know Shatrice is a little less available she's booked she's busy but still making time still making time for dating still making time for mating no still making time for dating and relationships which I'm excited about our topic today um and I'll say this real quick I went axe throwing for the first time. I was going to ask you about that. I'm glad you brought it up. Yes. 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 Um, Cute little. So that's what I would say. Me and Kale, we always have the cutest dates and like they're very. Well, I guess probably because I've planned it. Like I'm this is Uh I have. So there's that. So the final question of the season well the same Uh, question but the final time (laughs) of this here season what has been your me moment this past week i think just swerving on the haters um (laughs) that's dramatic i think my me moment for the week has just been really measuring out my energy and just saying like you know what this 
is something I want to give my energy to. This is something I don't want to give my energy to. I'm getting the sense that someone's projecting something on me. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just going to try to, you know, respond with my energy that is, that is pure. Um, most of the time, wink, wink. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but you know, just, just try not to like take on as much bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. And really, I think especially with so many spaces, work environments coming back, right? It's just an overwhelming sense of people. And I think what I have always appreciated about myself is being able to just like stick with my core of my own self and like the people that I know and try to check in on people and try to do good Mm -hmm. work. Um, So I think my me moment of the week has honestly just been like, you know what, this seems like some BS and I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna give it energy and that's okay. Much like, much like Meredith Marks in uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Utah, um, you are disengaging from the bullshit. So, yes. for you oh, that's a way. That's yes. a way. Yes, me and Meredith. Yes. Meredith and I were we're just here. Yeah, child, I have let go and let God so much this summer. Like I, Work. I'm just like. We, I can stress about it. I can say, like, y'all completely fucked over my vision and I'm going to have my fucking blood pressure going up and boiling. But I do not currently have a therapist, so I don't have the fucking time, energy, or brain, or mental capacity to be dealing with the bullshit. Let go and just let God take care of whatever y'all need this to be since you love it so much. Here, like, here, you do it. You do it. Like, you clearly don't trust that I can't do a simple undergraduate student-ass task as getting name tag like come on girl like it's ridiculous but but I do think what you've described oh and maybe this is a presentation it's like the plight of a good supervisor in like toxic environments it's like you see like the you see what you're putting into your people and they are shining and thriving and you are making sure that that like is being facilitated and then like you're looking up to be like, well, where is that for right. me? Like, oh, the be- plight of a good super. Yeah. I mean, and I, it's really interesting. I didn't think I really cared about supervision, but I'm like, I'm a good supervisor. Like, I think mm-hmm. I, I, th- I don't think I'm and the I greatest. I think that's what makes you care more. Right. But I'm like, I at least know not what, I at least know what not to do. And so, yeah. So me moment for me, I'm going to, I don't know if this counts, but um, actually, yeah, I'm going to say this counts. It happened two hours ago. <laughs> um, so cuties who follow the Kirby Bell on Instagram, I just posted on my stories in a customer service rage. I had this gorgeous, expensive ass bed frame that I ordered from BBB, Bed Bath and Beyond. And to my delight and surprise, it got delivered today. It was supposed to be delivered like next week or something like that. But I was like, great. <clears throat> and so I pull up to my house and I see what appears to be like a completely disheveled box. And I had just ordered like these really cute accent chairs a few weeks ago. And like the one of the boxes was so like disheveled. I was like, I really shouldn't have even opened it. But we were trying to clear out stuff with contractors and all that stuff. And of course, like when I opened the box and put the chair together, it was broken. And so and like wow. bent up. Yeah, I was like, I should have like, I just should have known. And so this box went beyond that. And when I tell you, I like walked up to it. Louise, half of the contents of the box were out on the lawn. Like that's they- what I saw on your stories. And I was like, how does someone just leave it? Like, you know, you're gonna have to come pack this up anyway. Like, I'm not going to bring it in. Like you just you created more work for yourself. I'm like, you, you played really, yourself sweetie, to what DJ Khaled said. Yourself. You played yourself, sweetie, sweetie uh, delivery person from FedEx. Because, honey, if you think for a 
second I am putting that shit in my house. And I honestly don't even understand. How did you haul that out of your truck when it's completely busted? Like, you can't tell me that half the shit, like half the parts didn't fall as you were like doing that. Like, because so I immediately called the lady and I was like, she was like, oh, so you think it's like damaged? I was like, girl, I can see. I can take a photo. Do you like to FaceTime in right now? Right. I was like, the innards are everywhere, sis. And so really the me moment, because I was honestly thinking on my way home, I was like, Shatrice, there are things that you need to like return, resolve, like that broken chair. I need to do something about it and like not just sit on it, you know, and waste time or whatever. And so I was proud of myself for just seeing it and getting fired up enough to post it on the internet to tag Airbnb, uh, not Airbnb, to tag BBB, Bed Bath & Beyond, and FedEx, all of the FedEx accounts I could find. I was tagging the asses in my account. I was like, look at your employees. This is trifling. And I was seriously trying to think. I was talking to Spicy, and I was like, I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to think of, of, a, of a logical, like, reason as to why. Like, I was like, did the skunks get to it? But I was like, no, my skunks don't come out till night. And that box is way too big for a skunk to have right. like. Well, and regardless, like you didn't touch it. So you didn't damage it. Whoever. Exactly. So it's like it's either between Bed Bath and Beyond or FedEx. Like someone has to do something. So, yes, because at first she was like, well, OK, so here's what we're going to do. You return the bed. I said, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no, sweets. It barely made it off the truck. It's not going to make it in my car. <laughs> like, this is just going to get even worse. I was like, this cannot fit in my car. She's like, okay, we will come. Get I was like, thank you. And she's like, we will deliver you another one. Because I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to, like, go through the headache of, like, pulling everything out just to find stuff broken or missing. Like, right, nope, right. just take it back. You, you know, nope. So I was glad that I advocated for myself. I was going to push a little bit harder for a partial refund. But I was like, okay, I don't have that much energy right now. <laughs> But I was proud that like the basic, the bare minimum of what needed to happen happened. And so she and she was like pretty like quick and like kind of had the answers, which is always super helpful. So I was proud of myself for getting that shit taken care of. And as we are recording here, cuties right now, that box is still out in my yard. And I know this one's going to get to it at some point, but oh, well, <laughs> Well, I mean, but they can't blame me for leaving it out there. Like what? I'm not going to. Absolutely not. I mean, I'm the worst can, thing but, is mm-hmm. they're going to take it away and either throw it away or sell it refurbished so i I bet the latter for sure but yeah Yeah. so i was like y'all can figure out whatever you want to do and i will get my new shit and it better look better or i'm just gonna have to like get my money back and try again somewhere else shout out shout out shout out for the culture Well, I want to give a quick shout out and then I'll pass it to Louise. So quick shout out to Danielle, friend of the pod. Um, so I'm so proud of her. So I'm on TikTok now. Cuties just in case y'all didn't now. And we are on TikTok, Courting in Colors on TikTok. And what I have, well, what TikTok is basically um, algorithmed for me is like a lot of people doing commentary on like dating and relationships. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> I need you to get like a certification or something. And I just like, you can, you consume so much more dating content than I do. Like you're a scholar. I am. Thank you. I truly, I'm like, where is my actual PhD in like this nonsense? Cause I love it. Um, but anyway, so like some people, you know, having just kind of comical like stories and some like actual dating experts. Anyway, I don't know how 
one of these popped up and they were like, here's this new like dating initiative that we have. And it's like a blind date, but there's like a therapist that you go see like as a part of it. And there's like, yeah, it's like a whole thing. I was like, this is fucking awesome. And I, and so when me and Danielle were in DC, of course we were like catching up on like all things dating. And I was like, Danielle, you have to do this. Like go do this and find love. And she's like done. She did not, I don't think maybe found the love of her life, but I'm excited to have her on um, a future episode next season to talk about mm. her experience. Cause I was like, have we had her on or no? We have it. We haven't oh, had her on. Oh my God. That is so wild. Yes. Shout out to her for just trying it. Like I think, and she lives in New York city and tr- yeah. that program was only for people in New York and I think some city in California. And so I'm like that, like that to me, I could only imagine what my dating lifestyle would be like if I lived in a bigger city, not even just like access to more people, but like access to more types of things like mm. that. Like, like a pat, like maybe I would let Patty Stanger, you know, match make me or whatever. Uh. So. That would yes. be good. So, yes, if only I was a millionaire, but, but yes. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to her for just giving it a good old fashioned try. And we're excited to hear more about her journey next season. But yes, Louise, you got some some other yes. goodies over here. Um, the first one that I want to do, I know you love streaming and all the stuff. So I wanted to shout out um, actually an indigenous show that is on Hulu Ooh. FX technically. So FX mm-hmm. on Hulu. Um, but the show is called Reservation Dogs. So Reservation Dogs is a comedy drama and it's actually really special because it's the first show of its kind that has an all indigenous writers room and oh, wow. directors. Um, so, and they're releasing it weekly. So it's, it's, it's on FX, but anyway, so it just follows a group of four indigenous youth on a reservation in Oklahoma. It's comedy, it's drama, it's a little sketch. It's, it's funny. It actually kind of makes me really laugh out loud. Um, when you say sketch, like sketch comedy or like sketchy? It's sketchy. So it's not like a, <laughs> it's not like a Will and Grace or the nanny, but there's just comedic moments sure. that you're like, there's like comedic bits is the best way to describe it. So highly recommend to check okay. out Reservation Dogs yes, and support it out. indigenous uh, shows, which is really great. Um, second, I don't know if you heard about this. I have not been paying too much attention uh, to it, but Issa Rae has a new reality tv yes, show called an unscripted an unscripted series <laughs> yes so i'll just read this ew.com little description but basically it's the show follows a group of longtime friends in their mid-20s as they come of age navigate relatable quarter-life chaos and propel each other towards personal and professional success and I guess it stars so the quarter themes, life chaos seems it's touches upon his loyalty, legacy, and love. The three L's. Oh my I gosh. Guess. And it starts <laughs> Thursday. So it'll, you know, it starts tomorrow. It's tomorrow the 19th. Holy shit. Uh, so yes. yeah. So I, oh my- I'm kind of curious. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> so I'm a little bit curious to see. Uh I see just it. I definitely saw a trailer for that now. And, and of course, since it was Issa Rae, I thought it was scripted. And so, you know, and then I was like watching more of the trailer. I was like, this is not, this is not scripted. No, like, oh. Or at least it's not, it might, you know, not be the most real reality, but it's certainly not scripted. And I was like, you know what? I'm proud of Issa for getting her Mona Scott Young on. Like, good. Get that reality TV money, honey. Right. And HBO uh, loves you, clearly. So Right. It. So do it to it. Did you see Danielle Brooks's engagement photo shoot? Beesh, yeah. She I- looks so good. Okay. I honestly 
wasn't even paying attention to him. Like I was like, I was like, you're not the focal point. Like he's not. Well, and I was like, uh, for well, the whole point of an engagement photo is multifaceted. I'm sure for people who are actually engaged, I don't know. But I was like, one of the main things I like to see is the ring, and I feel like I didn't see a ring. Is that just me? Oh. But yeah, I've been looking for a ring, though. She has rings on, but they don't look like engagement rings. But I was like, maybe. Oh, OK, here's one. Ooh, I love okay, I just her on a motorcycle. Blue. She's like, uh. when she, <laughs> oh, when she's like in the bail. I was like, I'm living for what she's wearing. I don't necessarily understand what he's going for. <laughs> I was like, cowboy on a motorcycle. The one that I'm seeing is a little bit more like. It's not the veil, but it just has, is it the bodice? I don't know what to call it. It's oh, that like corseted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and it's like pearl encrusted or whatever. Very cute. The cute. And yes, Angela Bassett. So I thought when I saw Angela Bassett's name, you were going to talk about, it's called a thousand years of slave. And I was like, girl, I could barely handle 12 years of slave. I don't need is that a, a new project? more. Yes. It's with her and her husband, um, Vance, Lance Vance, Vance. Her husband. Uh, um, Courtney B. Vance. Courtney, thank you, Courtney Vance. I was like, oh, he's very attractive. Um, but anyway, they're doing that project together, but it's not quite, I think it's like the impact of slavery. But I was like, if there's one thing I don't need is any more movies or documentaries about slaves, enslaved people or any of her weird witchery that she does on America Horror Story. Yes. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> but other than that, yes. Besides your projects that I'm like, aunt about, shout out to you, Angela Bassett. You are Black girl magic embodied personified. I love you. You're gorgeous. Like, there's no stopping your beauty and your talent. You're so talented. I just Happy can't be a witches. <laughs> Don't be a witch anymore, Angela. Right. You know, just stop. In it. case, in case you're listening to our little <laughs> podcast, but you know, a happy belated birthday from Courting in Color yes. to Angela Bassett. All right, Louise, are you ready to head into today's main topic? <laughs> I'm ready. So. Cuties, if you've listened to our last few episodes and maybe just a sprinkling assortment of episodes, Louise has alluded to this, but I'm excited to dive into this topic today um, because I wanted us to talk about being socialites, dating homebodies, or maybe being homebodies, dating socialites. I think in some ways I can identify with both. Um, And basically like what happens when you and your partner have different dating lifestyles, term coined by (laughs) so yes I was able to kind of pull something I was like I'm just gonna type this in google's and see what happens so um shout out to buddybits.com um (laughs) when I tell you our bibliography of different (laughs) websites loveprojectlove.com like all of the all of the sites honey they will pop up when your when your google searches get real specific those random sites will shoot right to the yeah. top <laughs> but anyway so according to uh buddybits.com and i think um i'll have to go back and look and see what his name was but anyway um they wrote here that modern culture and social integration itself highly depends on the tendency to get together. People of all ages get together to do things that are exciting. In many cases, partners don't even realize they're dating until they find out that they've been dating all along. That is what catching up and dating is all about. To have someone to talk to, to do something together, get a coffee, have a walk, etc. And I thought this would be like a nice, um, just kind of little 
interlude into our conversation because I wanted to ask, well, actually, I'll ask you this first, Louise. Just generally speaking, would you consider yourself a homebody or a socialite? Socialite all the way. <laughs> You're like, don't even have to think about yeah. this. Next and I can question. quantify it a little bit. I will say sure. and it's something I don't know. I don't know when I really realized it, but I guess I've always been to some degree this. I just am not a big nester in the sense. Oh, that's and, true. And yeah. I know nesting, I think, is a very specific term to like expecting parents and who have or parents who are expecting a child and whatever and all this stuff. But to me, nesting is also like just building your home. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just have never been that person who really has to like unpack and decorate and (laughs) feel like at home and kind of create it like in some ways a home is just where I go and I can relax Mm. but really I'm of the world and it's interesting (laughs) because you know I know astrology is like not your thing but being like an air sign and also I don't know if I get this from my dad it's very very funny as I've gotten older realizing my parents dating mm. uh what'd you call it dating lifestyles I'm yes. very much like my dad my dad is out here in oh. these like streets like he's just very social like loves to go visiting people and just yeah he like will just be out here doing stuff like and, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if it's indicative of like an air sign thing. Uh, is like he I also am. an air sign? No, I mean his. He's an Aries, but you know, there's there's the big three beyond just a, a sun sign. There's moon signs. I'm sure uh. I've never done my parents' charts, but I'm sure there's an overlap <laughs> that explains why we are both very much similar in this way. And so, yes, very Sa- much a socialite. Side note: um, <laughs> I was on a date the other day, and they had pointed out some. They had pointed out they were like. Oh, like I really liked how you were basically talking to strangers, which, you know, is a thing I do. Um, and then I was like, oh, well, like, when's your birthday? And they told me, and I was like, I don't know what I thought I was going to do with that. But basically, my <laughs> friend Louise says that I'm very Leo like, and it seems to attract. So <laughs> perhaps you're like, whatever your sign is, and I don't even know because I don't follow <laughs> this. But- <laughs> you are very you. You are you. And that works with me. But yes. Okay. So now follow up to that. When you hear the word homebody and similar, when you hear the word socialite, what comes to mind? So homebody first, then socialite. I mean, I think when I think of homebody, I think of someone who would just rather spend like a night at home, not by themselves. I think that there's a misconception. I think we tend to think of people who just want to spend time alone at home and like are like, you know, in dark rooms and like, don't really like do anything at home and like, are just like on their laptops all day. Maybe that's just my notion of homebodies. But I really understand homebodies as people who would rather spend time and that could be by themselves or with other people in the mm-hmm. comfort of their own home. And most often it's a smaller group of people where mm-hmm. a socialite mm-hmm. is someone who wants to spend time outside of home and it can be yes. with like their crew or it could just be with a group of people. I don't know. I think to me, socialite, I think of someone I feel like there's levels to social to being a socialite. Ooh, I okay. really I want to be those people who like could go out by themselves and find like a random group to join and have like an amazing oh, night. But that sounds so, like such that's like, the that's like top tier. That's like yeah. top tier socialite. But I feel wow. like also socialite is people who know. I know we I know we know people like this, but people who just go out and they know everyone. Um, oh, yeah. And people oh my know gosh. them. And it's, yeah. Yes. I immediately think of Tommy because it's like yes. such, 
because the thing about Tommy is that shout out if you're listening is that he it will be people that you wouldn't have expected to know him like I think when I go out oh yeah what a surprise I know every other black woman in the room like right right okay yes I'm a black woman but Tommy like the people who give him hugs and daps are just any any anybody so your top tier is you being able top tier of socialite you being able to go out alone and finding people finding people yep and then the second tier is like you going out and just you're popular you know the people the people know you right and or like you're going out with your crew and that's like how you get your energy is oh yes okay yes okay gotcha is there a third tier no maybe it's different groups maybe it's groups as opposed to the tier but yeah Okay, gotcha. Yes, so I love that too. So I I have to go back to your homebody definition (laughs) because for one thing, part of your homebody definition or kind of uh, imagery really was basically you describing me in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) I did not mean to read you. I'm sorry. You read me for filth. It's fine. Sitting at home alone in the dark. Oh, that's right. You do like to (laughs) I forgot about that. Yes, you do. You do love a good dark moment. Whereas I'm like, where's the light in here? As you can see in filming, I have like this one light right here because otherwise it's like way too dark. Whereas you will go to while we're filming and it'll just be like, I think Shatrice is still there, but I hear a voice. I'm just going to keep recording. It is so funny you say that because I was FaceTiming someone the other day and yes. Oh, the many times we FaceTimed, I FaceTime and you've just been in the dark. I'm like, okay, well. And I had to let them know because they were like trying to show me something or they wanted me to show them. So I was like, you're not going to be able to see me. I'm not getting up. I'm in the, it does. It's truly, I promise you, it's not quite as dark as it looks like on FaceTime, but you're not going to be able to see me. And they were like, oh, well, I just was, I just ended up talking to a black screen and they sent me like a screenshot and it truly was, I was like, oh, I believe you. I believe you. (laughs) I was like, I just don't like lights. I just, I don't know. I'm my mother's child. Like we just always turned off all the lights when we weren't using them. And even when we were. Well, (laughs) probably to save money and save electricity. Okay. So these are the, these are the lessons of being, you know, low uh, middle class or working class or whatever that, you know, will basically be helpful uh, in my rise to middle class. But anyway, so yes, a homebody slash, you know, winter seasonal effectiveness hibernator is definitely what I, I got from your definition. But the interesting part of, of that that I had never thought about was like being a homebody alone versus being a homebody right. with people. And I was like, oh, well, in that way, I actually kind of, yeah, I definitely can partially identify as a homebody because I love, like, I love having people over. And part of that is because then I don't have to leave. <laughs> I can be at home and y'all come to me and there's entertainment and then y'all leave and then I can clean up or trash or whatever. And it's like very nice. I probably didn't get super dressed up. That was probably kind of cool. But then, of course, of course, on the other side of the spectrum, um, I am a socialite. Like I want to be out there. I want to do things. I think I think I would never I'm not a clubber, but my social lightism is like just going out to functions and activities and social gatherings and things like that. And I think for me, I think of socialite in the truly sense of the word of like gets invited to all the good like parties and is like Um, popping in. Like I would love that kind of like lifestyle where I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to go to, I love going places because going places, I love going to things because it makes me seem important. Like, yes. 
I mean, I love being seen. So like I like we, we were at the gala and see, and I ago, love and I grabbed the photographer. I'm like, why are you not taking pictures? <laughs> <laughs> You're Leo coming through. And for me, like I just love being a part of the experience to be able to like talk about it. Like I don't need to be yeah. seen, but I just like want to have that memory <laughs> and that like, oh, I understood what happened in this moment in time. Yes. Yes. And so um, on that note, would you if you had to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, how much of a social butterfly would you say you are? Ooh, so here's what's interesting. I feel like I'm an introverted socialite. So I well, love I that's very possible. Yeah, yeah. Like I love being out. And so if I'm going to use the scale on a term of like introverted, extroverted, I would say okay. probably like a seven to eight in terms of like a social butterfly on mm-hmm. average, if like pandemic wasn't a thing, because mm-hmm. I love going out, but I, the reason I'm not a 10 is because like, once I go out, I just love being with like the people that I'm out with. Like I'm there for like the vibes. Like I don't need to necessarily be making new friends. Now I feel like there was a moment <laughs> in my life. Like if you were talking to 25 year old Luis, like 10 all the way, like I loved most of that was helpful because of alcohol. I loved meeting <laughs> new well, people. You know, um, I loved meeting new people in that regards and was always meeting new people when I was going out too much, but was going out nonetheless. Um, Were they people that you'd remember the next day, though? (laughs) Most. Well, yes. So, you know, I never got. Oh, not not, never. I uh, hardly if hardly got blackout drunk. Um, So it'd always be. Well, and it was it was interesting because, you know, 25 year old Luis was living in St. Louis, Missouri. And so it was a small gay neighborhood. And so it was the Mm -hmm. same. It was like the three bars you could choose from that always (laughs) had the same people. So it's like Mm -hmm. if you saw someone drunk once and you saw them drunk again, you eventually just started seeing each other drunk at the bar. (laughs) And you're like, hey, girl. Hey, girl. okay, bye. Bye. Oh, this is our friendship. This is is our right. The friendship is very situational in that way, which was which was fine then. So, yeah, (laughs) that's funny. Well, okay. So first of all, I want to back up to like your kind of like caveat of like introversion versus versus extroversion. Because when I was doing a little research for this episode, that was like a lot of the, I was like, what is the most appropriate terminology to kind of use? Is it introvert versus extrovert? Is it homebody versus socialite? Because at first I had couch potato. And I was, oh no, that's not, that's actually not what I mean. I mean, someone who just wants to be and right. enjoys being at home. Um, but to your point, you can still be introverted and be a socialite. And I think that's why I feel like I'm a homolite or a social body. <laughs> because because Wait, what is it? Homo, homo, oh, homo. not a homo. No. <laughs> a Actually, home yes, light, <laughs> a home light or social body. Okay, cool. Yes, yes. Um. Oh, because I was adding the like a from the social light. Like I was saying, homo light. Like that was okay. Oh, good. Anyway, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, sorry. Not. Oh, okay. I can. I hear it now. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> But uh, the reason why I identify as both is one, because when it comes to the, like introvert versus extrovert or introvert extroversion scale, I'm in the middle of as an ambivert because I do definitely get the energy from being with the people. I'm always five seconds away from canceling this recording before we record because I'm so exhausted. <laughs> and then I get out of here and we're having a gay old time. But then I like after this, I'm like, I'm OK to like kind of decompress because this is always like the end of the day too and so like when I come so that's 
I do like love like the whole there's I feel like there's like lots of poetry and things about like the concept of home and like what home yeah. means to people and but in the most literal sense of like this place this place where I dwell it does mean a lot to me to like have it feel like the right place because I want to spend time here and like, I know this is going to be the place that like restores me and restores my energy and mm-hmm. kind of protects me from like the outside world and so like I I think I do love home so 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 much but I'm like this home is filled with a shit ton of clothes why because a bitch likes to go out so like it's, it's definitely a both and it's a both and but I'm curious Louise when you are dating or looking for a partner or thinking about your current partner you can answer this however you want um do you look for people with the same level of social engagement and intrigue I will be totally honest really prior to this moment and being asked this question I never thought about it (laughs) I I guess that wasn't I was like I would just like to be in a relationship (laughs) you know that's what I was right so I was just like I guess that wasn't a factor in my things that I was looking for well and I often I think it isn't often something specifically that people think about but then I think about once you're once you're in a relationship you're like oh well or when you're dating yeah yeah like it's like oh I really do like going out compared to this person or this person never wants to go out with me I think I'm a little bit of I don't know I so I guess to answer the question directly no I don't really look for it but I think to what you're saying is like the in like my own dating history I haven't really found a mismatch right where it's been totally like one you know it's been too much of one and not enough of another yeah part of it because of this it's never been beyond a couple of months of courting right so it's also been in that newness Mm -hmm. right where you're of Mm -hmm. course you're still going out and Mm -hmm. you're getting dinner and yeah you might be hanging out at like the person's place but there's still that like newness in some way before it becomes real in that way yes completely 100% let's talk about it so do you think or have you ever maybe and maybe you haven't ever thought but like kind of maybe just you know philosophically do you think that like when you're first dating a person the majority of the dating encounter should be something that's like out and more social in nature because yeah I'll just stop there yeah I mean I know your thoughts on this which you know like dating and privacy versus or dating privately versus like dating in public. And I think about that too, but I do think there needs to be a good mix, right? Like, okay. I also, I don't want it to fully be just, we only see each other out, right. Where we don't see each other in our own spaces. I do think there is to what you just shared about home. Like this is the space that restores you. So I want you to see the space that restores me. And Mm -hmm because I care about that space, the invite to my space and into that space is really special. And not everyone gets to, not everyone gets that invite, so to speak. And even, and, and, and it's interesting because I just had never even thought about, this is like a total, it's not even related to this, but even when I think about like comfortability, like um, in, in like hooking up, like whether it's more comfortable inviting oh, mm-hmm. people in versus mm-hmm. like ow like what is, I'm also thinking about that so that mm-hmm. I guess I just haven't thought about that yeah like I guess for me mm-hmm. home is really special yeah. and so <laughs> even when I was in those phases of my life I wasn't really inviting people into my literal bo- well I guess my boudoir but you know into the into the the bigger boudoir, <laughs> booty <doigt. laughs> my booty doigt, uh so to speak so yeah what about for you 
Well, and I'm, I'm, I also hadn't necessarily connected those dots. Cause I'm like, I think that then definitely speaks to my home bodyism of like, I want you to just come over to me. Like I'm already yeah. here. I'm <laughs> comfortable. This is my space that I know my things. I know where they're at. Like right. I can, I can just navigate this encounter a little bit um, easier, a little bit more freely when I'm in a space that I, that I'm familiar with. But as, as I mentioned last week, cuties, you know, I'm dating a couple, literally two guys at this point. <laughs> um, spicy and <laughs> what did you say? Go ahead, go ahead. You were just whispering. <laughs> oh, what was that? You lowered your voice. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> okay, so I'm dating a couple of guys right now. And for one, one lives down the street and one lives way down the interstate. And so for the one that's been down the interstate, it's been very much like, we go out and do the activities and do the things. And for the one that's down the street, it's like, oh, well, we can like come over and cook dinner and like Mm -hmm. watch a show on Netflix and things like that. And I don't. And so that. Which one do you like more? (laughs) Really, Louise? Yeah. (laughs) Um, As folks might be listening, I'm going to plead the fifth. But I, well, actually. Well, okay. So you don't even have to say. So A is spicy. (laughs) B is the other one so which one do you like more a or b at the moment like a human no sorry not like more like what type of date like oh, do you, love, like, do you like that kind of sorry no sorry no, no like that homebody type okay, of dating yes, or that more okay. socialite type of dating okay. which one which one are you vibing gotcha. with more right now in so that way feel, sorry in that yeah vibing in the no, dating I, not the not the person no i totally okay got it i so i feel like my knee-jerk reaction is to say b um, but it was only until yesterday when A was like, well, here's kind of our routine. Like I come over, we cook dinner, we do this, we do that. And I was like, it was something about the word routine that like made oh. me feel some kind of way about it. Cause I was like, actually up until before that point, I was like, oh, I, I enjoy, like, I enjoy this. I enjoy this a lot. Yeah. And so I don't. Like, I, feel I don't like think very- a routine is bad. I will say like we developed a routine like two months in and that was just because of like, or we developed a routine pretty early on. That was just because yeah. of schedules, right? Of like, yeah. I work till five. So like, oh, you would be, you know, done with your thing and you would come over and that we had a routine in, in that way. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I think even, even now a year and a half in this, I'm like, oh my God, this is... Oh, this is very familiar. You know what? Like kind of what I mean. The day in, like the daily kind of. This is real. Maybe that's what I mean. Like this is real. Like you have, you know, like you're 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 going in a really good path and developing a routine with the person is. I mean, I think that's probably such a cornerstone of being a fish. I'll let you figure out if you're officially dating (laughs) this person. But uh, I feel like developing a routine is was an important. I'll put it this way. I'll frame it for my own self. I'll speak in the eye. I feel like having that corner. (laughs) developing a routine in that way was I think a cornerstone of like oh this is legit right this is not Mm -hmm. casually dating anymore this is something because establishing a routine is like a lot right or for me it's a lot for me it's a lot for me so okay and here's the here's of course I'm always in my head about these things so like for me Shatrice I'm like I need a routine. That's basically why I was inactive for the first like five months of the damn pandemic because my whole routine, which is how I kind of worked my life was completely shattered. And I was like, I 
I, for me, love a routine, but it's something about putting it in the context of dating that makes me say routine equals rut. And so like, I don't know, uh, I don't know where that exactly comes from, but you, you point well, out, you something. could be worried. You could be worried that it's like, that it's dull, right? Like that. Oh, yeah. there's no excitement and passion anymore. Yeah. yeah. And it's, but you pointed out something earlier that I'm like, I think that's probably part of it too, which is that like short-term situations, you know, you probably are doing the more active stuff, but it's short-term. So it's like, I haven't seen necessarily what Mm -hmm. this looks like played out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm good for the first like three dates where it's like, you know, Ooh, we're doing all the things, but then usually at some point it fizzles. And so, And and let me, and let me just say too, you could also be non-casually dating, whatever that term is. You could also be not like, you could be a step above casually dating two people at the same time. Right. So like, I don't think it has to be this exclusive, like, oh, you're in a routine with one. And because you're not in the routine with other, it's, it's one is casually dating the other. Oh, like, I, I don't, see what I don't you're think, saying. I don't think that way oh, at all, right? Like I think, same. I think yeah. it's also, you know, it's it's emotions, it's feelings, it's, it's a bunch mm-hmm. of different things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you should be, yeah. So I don't want, I don't want people to hear like, oh, well, if I don't have a routine with my person, then it's or I feel really strongly about this person. It's not casually dating for me, and oh, because I don't have a routine, it's not casually dating, or it's. It is casual. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but anyway. <laughs> well, I think what I'm taking from what you're <laughs> more or less saying is that like you, there's a lot of factors involved in yeah. how you're defining things that you have to basically determine for yourself right. <laughs> what those factors right. mean Correct. and what's most important, right? And so if it's, if it's one of the articles I was reading was like frequency is something to like think about, like how frequently you're seeing people and things like that. And that, that does play like a big role in it. And like, trying to juggle these things is like mm-hmm. well I can't wait to see how this turns out for you <laughs> you know me too because <laughs> bitch Cause if I- you walk out or if you walk into walk out come out as a throuple I will scream <laughs> I, like I'm not gonna lie that that has like crossed my mind I was like what if I didn't have to make this decision sometimes I'm I well no I'm notoriously indecisive and this is a source slightly of stress if all parties parties are okay with it right like you could keep dating both of them separately for however long you wanted to I can promise you a is not on board with that because I know he's not and so I mean, we said this last week. I know he's not, but that's what I say. As long as all parties are okay with it, so you got to make a choice. You got to make a choice when part when one party's not okay with it, and that's you. Ah, yeah. So we won't even get into that. But so okay. So here's the here's the thing that also I like. I've always kind of thought about this topic in kind of that like most immediate and I guess maybe new dating new dating not even so much short term but like new dating because if you'll recall Louise I've said so many times like I'll like text a guy or a guy will text me and he'll be like you know blah blah what are you up to and I'll be like you know here are all the things I'm up to like here's what I'm doing here's how I felt about whatever whatever and then I'm like oh what are you up to he's like nothing and I'm like cool 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 like where do we go from you just killed the conversation mm-hmm. and what I when I hear you say it's one thing for you to say like nothing once or twice right 
but like when you are constantly being like nothing then what like what is your life look like like what is your lifestyle like what can I grasp onto to say that we could connect on like if you're always doing nothing by yourself does that mean you're going to do nothing in this relationship I guess is kind of where my thinking is going but I will say I was pleasantly very pleasantly surprised by B um person B when even though he kind of does that like oh like not up to too much he's willing to do lots and lots and lots of things and I'm like oh I thought you were just boring and you just weren't gonna do things Mm -hmm. because he's like waiting for an activator right Mm -hmm. yes maybe I wonder how high up that's never one of my top five strengths but (laughs) but I'm sure it's somewhere in the top 10 but yeah like I'm like oh okay literally all I had to do was say like green light or go or whatever and then like you're good to go And, and it's funny because um on our last day he was like oh shoot like I'm gonna have to like bring it I'm like yeah you are because I have like brought Aww. it you know I love and that he's, he's not running fun. away from it um <laughs> sorry I cut you off towards the end then but I love that he's not running away from it right or like making <laughs> you feel bad about who you naturally are in dating like he's like oh yeah. I gotta step up right it's like a call a call yes. to action and I feel like I've made that call so many damn time Louise and nobody mm. picks up the phone and, and now you have two <laughs> I hope you have all your evening and weekend minutes ready because <laughs> you imagine like literally and I and so this is one thing I've said to both is that you know when I'm with you I'm with you when I'm with anybody I'm with anybody like I'm not generally speaking like I don't like to be on my phone a whole lot and all that stuff and so you know if I'm with person A and I'm with them more I'm just with them more but like we can still I will still make that time if, if that's what we're you know trying to do or whatever I don't know what I'm where exactly I was going with that but like the moral of the story is if you're listening give me time <laughs> this I will say of all the predicaments I've been in this is not the worst one to be in and actually yes. me and Spicy had a really good conversation yesterday um about like some of the things but into who back once again to the topic at hand um so my question for you louise is what advice do you have for the cuties who are approaching a relationship and they are maybe like do they need to alter their single lifestyle to accommodate for the couple's lifestyle or i don't know yeah what what was your journey and what would you recommend if anything oh i don't know I think my journey was, and again, process- you're. It's like the pandemic kind of plays right. a big well, role in that. So maybe, I, yeah. And really, what I mean, I think we could have a whole, we could have a whole episode, which I think we have. But like pandemic and dating and dating lifestyle could be its own yeah. episode because yeah. really the pandemic forced me to withdraw, right? To really just spend more time at home than I've ever spent before. Like, uh, what? Like I've never spent this much time at home. I'm notorious. Chatrice knows and joked with my partner like uh, pre-COVID Luis is very uh, out there, right? Like weekend trips were a thing. Like, bitch, I'm surprised I wasn't broke. I mean, I think I was, but like... (laughs) I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really. You know, money you know, is a social construct. Like money is a social construct. But yeah, like I mean, COVID has really changed stuff, and mm. and you know, also different now is 
um, I have a commute to work. Right. And so that, mm-hmm. that just adds stuff where you're like, Oh, okay. If I do after dinner drinks and it's seven o'clock and it's mm-hmm. so much stuff factors into wanting to be a socialite. And by the time the mm-hmm. weekend rolls around, it's just different. And, you know, so there's a lot of things Absolutely. that I, I will say advice for the cuties is like to honor like who you are and to like not lose sight of that. Like, I feel like I really am lucky to uh, be in a relationship with someone who's like, you're going out of town. Great. Like, that's fantastic. Like, yeah, have a good time. Can I take you to the airport? And I'm like, yes, yeah. please do. So sweet. Um, well, and you get to and it sounds like you get to be the me within the we like you can still like you correct. have the we time. W-E, but you also get the me time. And- right. Not to be confused with W-E-E-D, but yes. Uh, W-E-E-D? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are we? Got it. I'm here. I'm yes. back. <laughs> yeah, the we time versus the me time. And, and I think, honestly, and I think I, in some ways I still struggle with the me time and like how to carve space for my own self. And not necessarily, mm-hmm. what, I, not necessarily what I want to do, but like how can I just what spaces can I create for myself that is like, oh, this is me, right? Like in this Mm -hmm. room or in this space, I can do these things um, that restore me that are indicative of me. Like, I Mm -hmm. think for instance, I was actually just really reflecting on this recently is I used to love, maybe I actually didn't do it as much as I think I did, but I just have always had a romantic (laughs) notion of myself of like the the, um, coffee shop gay of like getting work done and like, you write your- you write your next novel at this like one table. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think I've ever really been that person, but I love to I was think like, have of you written a novel at- that I don't know about? No, no, no. <laughs> but like, I think I've always thought of myself as like the coffee shop worker and I really uh-huh. haven't done that. Not that I'm not, but I just really <laughs> haven't done it. But I think of myself yeah. as that person. And but I was even uh-huh. thinking about that. I was like, I'd love to do that more. I'd love to do that more, period. So uh, I can okay. just have space so I could have a space separate from home that actually is just mm-hmm. me because what mm-hmm. I'm also recognizing and I'm going to try to say this succinctly is the spaces outside of my home I shouldn't go the spaces outside of my home should not be only for socializing they should also be for me too right so oh sure when yeah. I spend time outside of the house it should also be for my own self beyond work right like if my mm-hmm. only time with myself is commuting to work that's not oh, good, yeah. right? Right, I and driving, right, and so. But if I think of like trying to do more stuff at coffee shops or bars by myself and sitting and like mm-hmm. reading, like I haven't done that in forever, and obviously the pandemic. But I've been wanting to do that more as a way of creating a space external to my house that's for me, mm-hmm. while cultivating the we. Yes. Oh, yes. Somebody put that on a really large T-shirt. <laughs> I love that. That that that's like a person in a relationship, a personal. I don't know how to just a personal relationship goal. Well, yeah, I guess like personal yeah. as in person to yourself. So like a personal relationship goal as a person in a relationship. There we go. I love and that so, <laughs> personal relationship goal. Yes, and so I think that's like a really beautiful thing because I. Because I just imagine, Louise, you walking to a coffee shop, like whatever you're with your crossbody bag and like you walk in and you go to the same table and whoever's working, they already like bring your order. Yes, they that's know. what I, I <laughs> that is my fantasy. How did you know? <laughs> I just know you. I was like that. That is what I kind of imagine for your Saturdays. But see, OK, so my thing. Oh, I'm so, uh, I guess we all as humans are so complex. Cause I think what I, like I said, my knee jerk reaction to your question was like, you know, I prefer to like be active 
but I think it's because it's a little bit of my trauma in relationships of like feeling like I'm this like hidden secret right and so I'm so generally opposed to being like home alone away from the people but the thing that I've enjoyed so much these last few weeks is like hey like what are we like making for dinner did we say we were making this for dinner today like so cute it's so fucking cute I can't even stand it (laughs) like and I'm like oh like this is okay like it's okay now we're not like out on the town every night. Like it doesn't like invalidate yeah. what this is. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, yes. That's, yeah. that's the unlearning that a therapist I'm sure would have told me to do. <laughs> <laughs> and look at me and look at it. You did it for yourself for free. So you hey! say, you know, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, I, I think that that's kind of the thought that I've been, been encountering lately. It's like, Oh, it's okay. It's actually okay if we're at home. Mm-hmm. Like, Together. Right. It's legitimate. Yeah. It's legitimate at home together. It's legitimate if it's outside, you do mm-hmm. things outside. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah. Oh, I'm glad you and learned that. <laughs> Me too. Cause it's like, it's, it feels so much that like to be truly in a relationship, it has to kind of be on display. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like all of these exterior factors and not, a, I don't even necessarily think so much social media, but just truly, but it's the well, performance of, of it. The public, but it's, it's a like performance. The public perfor- the public performance. performance of it all, right? And I mean, I mm-hmm. think of how, well, I will say we can probably think of more examples in media with dating and relationships that are like outside on the town, like much more mm-hmm. of this external thing, this like mm-hmm. internal thing. And I think that's one of the other lessons I've learned while dating is like, oh, media didn't, media does not get this right at all. Like there's so exactly. much other exactly. stuff that happens. Um, exactly. And, and, and I will say like, you know, to the quote of uh, what's called buddybits.com. And <laughs> I think, I think, you know, the social integration piece happens in the home too. It doesn't only happen outside of the home. Right. And they talked about having somebody to do stuff with. Yeah. You yeah. can do stuff inside like, of the house. You can do stuff outside of the house. And heaven knows there's plenty of stuff to do in my house. So we are not honestly without an activity around these parts, but I mean, like even, yeah, just like, I don't know, having someone know where the bowls are and you don't have yeah. to like, it's just, it really is nice. And I remember being it's like, comfort. it's ding, 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 ding. It's comfort. It's very comfortable. And so like, to your point though, about media, like I think about, of course, cause like what would be an episode of Courting in Color without a Sex in the City reference? So Sex in the City 2, um, the movie too, mm-hmm. um, where Carrie's like looking at big, like if you don't get your ass up and dressed, like it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> we should be out on the streets. Like, so what? I don't care. Like, oh, you've been working a nine to five all day. And obviously that was a big, I was like, they didn't yeah. really explore the fact that like they have two completely different like work lifestyles. Like she's at home. And even though like, you can literally work from home for eight hours and like that is still a little less exhausting than like getting up, getting dressed, going out like to your office and like stuff like that. And so right. like she just had very little because the, the poor man wanted Chinese takeout and she I think she threw it in the trash. I was like, we're going out. And I'm like, bitch, first of all, we're not wasting food around here, but I guess big. <laughs> was rich but still like i ordered this food this is what i wanted to do today and you're acting like i'm the worst spouse or worst partner ever by not wanting to go out with you and i just don't want to become a carrie (laughs) carrie's a cautionary tale in sex in the city i mean i I will i will say for me like (laughs) i can't i really i've i've socialized after five for work like i have Mm -hmm. never come home and we're like 
well, at least with the pandemic, like I've never come home and be like, let's go do something after mm-hmm. we've had dinner. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. by that time it's like seven 30 and I'm in it's bed in an hour and a half. Like now on Fridays, I, I look a little, right. I got meetings like, and so it just looks really different where, you know, and, and I think we've talked about this, like dating the rhythm when you're in a relationship just looks really different when you're mm-hmm. not in a relationship or you're actively dating. Right. Whereas what your mm-hmm. evening has in store like I don't know I was like oh maybe people in relationships did like maybe they maybe were as I thought they were withdrawing and like they were choosing their partner over me they kind of Mm. were because you Mm -hmm. do want to spend time with your person right and yeah if you're working a full-time job like you your your evenings are limited right like very much it's it's in the same way yeah your evenings are just limited so I'm still figuring that out yeah, because I was sitting over here thinking that I'm like, well, Shatrice, okay, like if you want to go out and be active on a fucking cheese, what would you, what would you want? What do you want to do? What do you want to do right now? I couldn't even like, tell I you what I would do. Right. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't go really out to eat, eat, which I'm like, but right. I could do that at home. But we're, is this 30? Is this like what, what? we're, t- you know? This is us in the third decade of life coming to right. Because I'm like, when I was 20, because let me tell you, when I was 25, my first job out of grad school, my first job out of grad school, my friend at the time, we're no longer friends, but like my friend at the time, we like two or three days a week, we would go get happy hour. Like, yeah, happy hour. Remember happy hour? An hour. An hour of happiness. Happiness and (laughs) half price apps. And I guess I would do that now with my partner. And I guess would you? But I'm like, yeah, oh no, I guess I would. (laughs) But I'm like, I would do that also with work friends, but my work friends don't live by me. So it would almost be like, okay, well, who am I spending happy hour with and having to choose work Mm -hmm. friends or you know, home or sorry, work friends or home and like a partner. So yeah, yeah. Well, and I think even though, like I said, <laughs> my concept of routine being single versus being in relationships, they definitely like clashed. But the reality that I was thinking earlier when I had to work till 5.15 um, is that, oh, I'm about to have to be in a routine. Like I'm like, it's actually yeah. getting to the point where it's like, it can't just kind of be willy nilly. Like it's going to have to be a little bit more of a routine, but I'm like, okay, Shatrice, remember all those times where you said all you kind of wanted was like the security of knowing that like, mm-hmm. these are the days that we're going to hang out. Like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be like stressed and worried. I'm like, well, this is kind of what that is. This is what that like. This could be this what is, that is, is yeah. unless I fucking mess it up. And so I'm like, okay, yeah. I think what is happening is that I'm getting things that I've wanted <laughs> for my whole life and I've just never experienced or had them. And so it just takes me a little while to realize like, oh mm-hmm. no, this works really well for me and it feels really great. I just, yeah. I never saw it before. So I just didn't exactly know. Well, and also give like grace to yourself because it's also like your body has to experience it in multiple ways, right? So it Mm -hmm. has to experience it psychologically. It has to experience it physically. It has to experience it um, mentally. Like there's so many ways that you have to experience a very positive thing that you're going to. And like in that experience, you're also actively undoing and learning and relearning. So it's a lot. Like it's going to take, it's going to take time to like, I don't know, like there's still many moments where I'm like, Oh, 
I'm in a good thing. I'm going to cry in my car. Um, but I'm like, I'm in a good thing. Like, this is really great. Like, but, but I think I talked about this last week, if not two weeks ago of like, when you're actively, when you are are used to actively experiencing the negative, Mm -hmm. now you're experiencing a positive. You're like, Oh, but wait, but so you're so used to anxious. You're so used to anxiety that you don't know what to do when you are not experiencing that anxiety. It's like, where do I put all this energy and like time? And like- and, but what, what does this teach you is, you know, and obviously, you know, I, who knows what the future has in store, but what this teaches us, if that future involves going out there and being out there again, you now know what to not settle for. Exactly. And well, another fucking key word here settle and I think that's what I'm always like afraid I'm like oh well if we're not constantly doing something like am I settling like is a relationship supposed to look like this is it supposed to like that and this supposed like it's supposed to look like however I feel like it's supposed to look like but I think I I think I get caught up in maybe what society has alluded to I you know I should be doing and let me drop a bombshell on you I actually think it's okay to settle because what I want, what I'm going to gift to you is reframing of settling as choosing. So you are choosing this relationship day in and day out. And it's not that you're settling or there cannot be any excitement. It really is like, I'm choosing this person. And that's language I got from like a, like a, a colleague that I only really worked with for like two years, but he put in the context of marriage, right? Like when he, he was talking yes, about how when yeah. he proposed to his wife, he's like, you know, love is a choice. And so when I, when I propose to my wife, it's, I am choosing you every single day. And so yeah. I don't think it's settling. So beautiful. Right. Right. I was like, Oh shit. That, that was actually really profound. The guys talk about that all the time, but I'm like, so I don't think it's settling. I really think it's, you're choosing this person and whatever that day has in store. Right. You were yeah. talking before about moment to moment. And so the settling is really good. Well, I mean, that certainly is a a complete reframe. I will say as far as choosing the person each day, I feel like I first heard that in the Tyler Perry movie. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's where I heard it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Maybe that's where my friend got it. That's funny. (laughs) You know, that's funny. I'm pretty sure Medea was saying or somebody was up at the vows after she chose a light-skinned guy with braids or some shit. Um, but I mean, you're right. Like, and it's that day by day thing, that whole, (laughs) that whole thing, that whole concept that I have sucked at, like in, in so many ways, me being such a futuristic person is like good. It's good in my job. It's good. Like for me financially and just thinking of, you know, where I'm supposed to be long-term and planning, but it, it, it makes me bypass. It makes me less appreciative I think of those day-by-day moments with a person and like figuring this out and and I and I had to like stop and like tell myself that the other day I was like you know I've only been like for real for real dating folks only like not even a month well maybe like a month now but like it's only and you I think you said this last week too like it's it's still the beginning it's still the honeymoon phase and so I'm like I don't need to be, I don't need to be or feel pressure to make any particular decision because it's, it's still in the grand scheme of life so early. And so like, it's a blink, it's a blink, it's a blink, it's a blip. I'm like, I just need to enjoy these moments. So I think, you know, 
I've enjoyed this. I've now, I've coined so many terms, dating lifestyle, as well as, what did I say? Homolite, homolite, and social body. (laughs) What are your takeaways from our conversation (laughs) about dating lifestyle? I think the... I think the takeaways for me are just reminders about how meshing. I know what I'm trying to say and I need to give myself time to think about it. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) I think this conversation is just really reminding me about how it is about honoring each person's lifestyle, right? Like, what do they say about relationships? It's like, it shouldn't be about like two parts becoming one. Like every person should Um, exist mm -hmm. on their own, right? Like you are whole. It's not about, it's not about, you know, two people becoming whole. You are whole by yourself. And so I think in that same vein, lives dating lifestyles is also here. Right. And you, you touched upon something at the end there about, you know, if you want socializing, you hope that it's okay. And and I'm very fortunate to be, you know, with someone who understands it and it is okay where it's not, mm-hmm. you know, I think as I know from your dating history, you've encountered this more where someone feels some type of way for you being social, um, mm-hmm. right? Or spending mm-hmm. too much time mm-hmm. not with the person. It's like, no, yeah. like I'm spending time with you. Like I'm spending time with you and with people. And yeah, I think for me, my big lesson in this type of dating lifestyle conversation is I know we didn't really talk about it, but it's, and maybe this is a part two, or maybe it's a next season topic mm-hmm. of like how COVID has maybe changed our dating lifestyles. Yeah, for sure. Like maybe for that's sure. the, that's the other, so this could be like an intro 101 and 201 is the next level, but really yes. thinking about how COVID has really changed some stuff. And, maybe- and I'll ask you really quickly, did you, do you feel like you really had a hot girl summer? And like, do you? No, not okay. at all. Not at okay. all. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's like we kind of got back out, but like we're not out of it, right? Like, right. and so it still is very much there. And like with your memes and like everybody's memes of like, you know, what I thought the fall was going to be versus like Delta variant, it's mm-hmm. like shit. Like this might, we might need to get settled back in. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, I have to believe that there could be a whole nother conversation, like you said, on this and then tie it in the context of dating during COVID, dating during a pandemic, a pandemic. Um, but, but yes, uh, I would say for me, a t- for me, a takeaway is definitely, or I'm walking away thinking that, you know what, it's definitely okay if I am not Carrie Bradshaw. Now, would I love, well, no, I don't know that. I'm not going to say I want to be in any of the relationships she was in but anyway it's okay if I am not you know getting gussied up and being out and about and being seen it's not it's okay if I'm not being seen yeah. but, uh, specifically if this relationship is not being seen if it's not being performed in front of people so that it can feel legitimate or it can feel valid. like this relationship is still very much valid and very much legitimate And we are minding our business and doing our own thing. And honestly, a little bit of me feels like there's a little less pressure in that way. Right. And so, you know, I'm going to continue to explore my homebodiness and being okay with that with someone. Cause I think, like I said earlier, Mm. like I was like, oh, I never thought about home being a homebody with someone. I think for me, I always thought that meant like, oh my gosh, your relationship is falling apart. Like all y'all do is like wear sweatpants or whatever. And it's like, 
well, maybe if that's like 20 years and you don't have a pandemic and like literally you've never gone out in public with this person. Okay, maybe. But like, this is not the situation that I'm in. It's probably not the situation that a lot of people are in. And so I think becoming the homolite that I've always been meant to be um, is is really, I'm really, uh, I've, I've really enlightened myself. I've really opened my own eyes. So... <laughs> So I'm excited about that. But yes, cuties, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Let us know if you are the socialite or the homebody or the homolite in your relationship. And until next week, be sure to keep it cute and court with confidence. Bye. Bye. Hey, courting cuties. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R. Or head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. That's courtingincolor.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye.